Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report card for the first time in a long time. It's great to be back. Uh, I'm here with Jimbo Jones. Jim? Hey, how are you doing? Am I coming in loud and clear? Loud and clear. You sound different. You sound crystal. What's going on? Yeah, I got a microphone. It's just a loan, but I'm testing it out before the purchase. Seems to be working just fine. Exciting times, mate. So that must mean you're planning on podcasting more regularly. I, I am. Yeah, I'm not the one who pulls out, mate. Not me. Who pulls out, Jim? Oh, come on. Come on. Um, speaking of the mystery man, um, old Richard, old Dickie, uh, said he's going to join join in the podcast hopefully a little bit later tonight. He's just putting the little one to bed first. Yep. Um, so you're here with the two Brumby fanatics. So um, Reds fans, saddle the fuck up for this chat, I guess, is where we'll start. Um I have lots to say, Jim. Shall I just jump in and you feel yeah, free to go cut, in, go cut, in. cut me off in mid-rant, yeah. if you will? Um, I guess, mate, all the superlatives have been said. What a fantastic competition. COVID saved Australian rugby, which we alluded to before. The Australian Super Rugby Conference was brilliant. Stan Sport was brilliant. The Reds' young squad, which has emerged, led by Thorne, was brilliant. It was a fantastic season all capped off in front of 40,000-plus fans, huge TV audience, genuine buzz, people that don't normally watch rugby hit me up about the game, and it was a pretty good game of rugby. I wouldn't say it was brilliant. It was a pretty good game of rugby, and it was certainly tightly contested and really bloody close, and fair play to the Reds, mate. Best team all season, the 3-0 against the Brumbies. They won it. They deserved it. You couldn't have written that shit. James O'Connor scoring to end the game. Tupo dominating at scrum time, cheating a little, dominating at scrum time, crying about his mum post-game. That was genuinely heartbreaking and, and really brought the reality of the Polynesian community playing rugby back. It was all fantastic. There's a but coming, obviously, um, but that, that but doesn't tell the story, mate. The story was the amazing season we've had, the amazing footy the Reds have played, the fight the Brummies have put up, the quality of Australian rugby, Fucking ticks every box for me, mate. I, I, I don't have enough good things to say about it. I have not enjoyed rugby this much in a couple of seasons. I think since we started this podcast, which is what, 2017? Mm. Um, I reckon this is the most I've enjoyed the rugby. I think it was the limited game time too, knowing you've just got two games to watch each week. It's all played beautifully for me and I've enjoyed the whole thing. Congratulations to anyone involved in making those decisions and in particular the players who bust their guts every weekend for our entertainment. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, I think you surmised that quite well. A few few points in which I disagree with or don't feel the same way, but nonetheless, surmised quite well. Come come in a bit louder, mate. Pull that new brand-new microphone in a little tighter. You're a bit soft there. Is that better? I don't understand. Moderately better. You just sound a little bit softer than before we were recording, but I can hear. I just, you know, don't want that imbalanced audio business going on, but jump in there. I'm trying. Is it coming through now? You're coming through. You're just not eating loud, but I could be I, I could be hearing things, you know, it's late. Fuck me, there we go. If I hold it like that, is that fine? That sounds better. All right, so I'm going to fucking make out with the microphone. All right, sweet. Um, yeah, look, surmised really well. Sorry for that, people. It's horrible podcasting, but sorry for that. You uh, you surmised that really well. Um, a few points that I would disagree with. 
well, not disagree, but just feel a bit differently about rather. Um, nothing, nothing worth of note. But yeah, you said that really well. Thanks, mate. Um, now let's get it out of the way. Shall we get it out of the way? Let's get it out of the way. All I'm saying, Reds fans, I've conceded you the better team. I conceded you lift the trophy. I love the fairy tale. All right, but that's you know that's where the friendship ends. You can go fuck yourself now. Because what all I'm saying to the Reds punters out there, just imagine, let's just imagine the Wallabies were playing the Lions in a three-test series. Every single game was refed by Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> every single game, that's an exaggeration, obviously, but every single game the Lions won in injury time. Now, whether the decisions were dubious or not, I'm not even alleging they were in this game. There's a bit of a farce at the end there. There's a bit of Barney Rubble going on. Um, but whether the decisions were bullshit or not, you're telling me you wouldn't be carrying on like a pork chop at the officials. And our game should be better than that. Absolutely. But our game is a clusterfuck of rules. And they spin that lottery in the last 10 minutes of the game. Anything can happen with that whistle. And we can't pie in the sky, pretend that shit doesn't happen. All I'm saying is, don't you understand? We're a little frustrated. We're a little hurt. We're a little emotional. We may have sent an aggressive tweet. That's all I'm saying. What do you think about that? Disappointed is the word that I keep coming back to. I, I go and I think of elation. I think of satisfaction. I start there. I follow my natural trajectory and go to things like, ah, oh, how close. But I always end up with disappointment. That last 10 minutes was such a fucking farce. It was despicable. I, I couldn't handle it. I was genuinely really angry. And I thought the solution was just stopping and slowing the fuck down and just set the scrum normally people but there's no I, I don't see a way in which it could have ended other than the fast that i felt it to be that it was like did, did tupo score what was all that and then all of a sudden the camera couldn't even fucking follow o'connor's already celebrating i didn't even see him put it down until the fifth replay and no doubt it was a fair try. I'm not gonna come here second guess the odds that it was a try sure they scored but fuck it was just a bit was taken a bit was lost with the fast that it became and just the constant, and, and I'm getting a bit frustrated with watching penalty advantage for 95% of the game. Like, I'm just, as soon as that advantage goes up, I just, right, tell me when they actually take the advantage. Like, I, it loses it for me. Yeah. And we I don't see before. a solution to that. I know we've said this before and all that, but just playing under advantage when Darcy Swang or Payton, whoever it was, got sent off, it was just all over. I knew, I texted you with 10 to go when they started jumping on the attack, and I went, it's going to happen and it's going to be horrible. And it exactly was. It was bad and it happened. Uh, look, I don't, I, we are Brumbies fans. That's why we have this take. If we were Reds fans, we would have the opposite take. And I there's, just, there's not one part of me that thought the Reds were going to lose that match. They were always going to win. It's, and I'm fine with them winning. It's not bad taste because I root for the other team. It's just the way in which it occurred. Yeah, I think it's that thing of leading for 150 of 160 minutes in the last two games and then and then still losing it. Um, there's not even any individual decisions that I'm going to point out and say that one was bullshit or that one was bullshit. Just the whole thing as a Brummies fan, 
It, it's almost that, that, that grieving thing, the seven stages. First it's denial, then it's anger, then it's frustration. I'm almost at acceptance, but I'm not there yet. So endurous for a little bit. Uh, all I'm saying... Yeah, I went through those seven steps, man. After acceptance comes disappointment. <laughs> I don't know. The eighth, that's the eighth unspoken step. I'm still drinking now, so I haven't, I haven't started step one, Jim. I'm, I'm having a port, actually, all right now. It's lovely. Um, no problem, man. But, look, I don't want it to sour the whole game, but I th- all I'm saying is, Reds fans, you've got to feel our pain. Imagine if the shoe was on the other foot. Well, it was. Though. It was last year, bro. Well, I don't fuck about no, we were here about about this last year. year. <laughs> and where I'll agree, the, the Brumbies had a chance to win it. They fucked up their own line out with a minute to go. Um, they, don't, they don't bottle that. They win the game. That yeah, and kicking away with 90 seconds on the clock and kicking away as she couldn't kick when they did that, yeah, the Reds bench, the Reds bench were better. Brumbies have struggled second it was half. The bow on the Christmas present, mate. Um, all all of those things, and and I give it up to the Reds, deserved winners in the end. All I'm saying is understand our pain a little bit. You know what I mean? Bit of compassion, but she was on the other foot. I wouldn't have any compassion for the Reds fans. So I hear you. Yeah, I hear you too. Um, shall we just talk about the game briefly? Because it, it was a pretty good spectacle. Um, the Reds utterly dominant at scrum time, showing just the sheer dominance of Tupo. I do think Spider Cam um, made him look a bit suspicious the way he was packing in. Fucking from the get go, man. It's the first thing I noticed from that angle. And then I don't know, they referred to it once. Someone, I can't remember who, referred to it once. Other than that, was it just fair game packing in on an angle? going on man (laughs) look it's tough because i think once you are dominant it always looks like an angle because you split the prop and the hooker it's an angle Uh, man but look at now look look, i'm trying to be too fucking conciliatory here it was an angle it was tough to swallow um but the reds up front monstered the brumbies uh brumbies defensive line out was great but their offensive line out was poor and i think you take those two things away from the brumbies line out scrum they're going to find it difficult Uh, i thought really interesting is valentini I mean, fuck, have I been swinging on his nuts all year or have I? Um, He's the Australian emerging Adi Savia. His physicality and dominance, his game line, uh, and even, like, it was horrible seeing Harry Wilson go down. He's the Wallaby number eight. I think the world of him. But just Valentini's dominance of him during this game. Um, If Valentini is not starting in the Wallaby jersey, six or eight, I'm having words with Rennie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just a huge increase in work rate. That's mostly what I've noticed from him. He was always dominating when he was in that God mode, but um, he seems to be hitting God mode more often and just the work rate through the roof, like every run. You reckon that's just no injuries? Every tackle with purpose. And, And look, fuck, touch wood, I hate saying this shit, but when I see someone play that God mode, it takes a proper God not to get injured. Mm. like Adi Savia manages to pull it off. The odd player is just a freak of nature, but Sam Kane, he hits God mode. Man, God doesn't know who he is anymore. He's, been, he's, got, he's got a horrible history. Of Nietzsche concussion. called it, mate. God is dead. Tough on that footy field. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> just too late for Nietzsche quotes. Um, no, I'm with you, though. I think you play at that level, you get injured, and it was actually, again, touch wood. It was nice to, I'm not superstitious, don't touch wood, that's fucking ridiculous. But it was nice to see Valentin, he get through a season uninjured and, and to really emerge as the physical machine he was. I think Angus Scott Young, one of the unwritten heroes of the Reds' back row, played brilliant. 
Um, I thought the Bread's backline were pretty poo in this game. They really struggled without Paisami. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Fluke did have that line break at the end of the game, though. Kids 19, fair play to him. Hey, guess what, Jim? We've got company. Yeah, bring him in. I'm bringing him in. Connecting to audio as we speak. Richard on the bus, no Richard doubt. on the bus. Rich, you there? Hey, mate. How are you? Hey, mate. How are you? We were just talking about um, how we're fully accepting of the results of the game and really proud of the Reds. Oh, that's pretty good. That's very noble of you, gentlemen. I thought this would be uh, a lot more uh, tribalistic and uh, complaining than that. That's very good of you. That's Come great. On, We're better than that. We've been doing oh. this thing for years. We're adults. Are you? Oh, you're adults. I'll give you that. But are, are you better? No, Nick Berry's a dick. That's more like it. There you go. That's, that's, that's what I love to hear. Um, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, mate. Sorry I'm a little bit late. Um, yeah, but uh, did you do a dissection of the game or are you just talking generally? Sorry. Midway no, through doing that. Ah. We were just talking generally and then, you know, we got caught up bitching about the last two, three minutes of the game. Um, and now we're just chatting about a few of the players. But I think overall we were saying it was just a brilliant spectacle for rugby. The Reds sort of dusted the Brumbies up front and I thought the Brumbies' back line had it over the Reds. Um, until late in the game, sort of the, the the stock standard narrative. The Reds had the scrum, the Brummies had the lineouts. What um, did you think of um, of two post scrummaging? Yeah, we bitched about that too. All right, okay, sorry. But you know, my problem is I, I bitch about it now. Pop a gold jersey on him, and I'll just be telling the tale. It's because he's stronger than the other bloke. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. So, you know what I mean? You can't listen to me that take me that seriously. What did you think of it? Can I just say that the uh, the fact that you just pulled a cork out of a red a bottle of red wine, I'm assuming, is hilarious. Oh, actually bought on a Wednesday night. That's hilarious. <laughs> Not having a drink. <laughs> no, mate. No. Uh, look, I, I Unfortunately, when you look at it from above, there are sometimes when he scrummages legally and he just does get under the guy and actually have his feet facing forward and, and drive the guy. Uh, but um, there are several other times where he does just bore him, unfortunately. And um, he did get pinged correctly. Whether he got pinged correctly all the time is open to interpretation, but I think he was, it was about fair the number of times that was called, really. Um, overall thoughts on the Super Rugby AU? What do you think of it as a format? Yeah, look, I really like it. I think it's a great, uh, it's a great thing because it's close. Every game is close. It's, um, it's there's, there's no comparison against the Kiwi or South African or Argentinian teams. It's great. So in terms of a spectacle, um, it's fantastic. Whether the quality as high as what it was before is questionable, but as a product, um, I really like the product. I think it's, it's got, it's, it's got fans back engaged. I think into it, it's brought new fans potentially into it as well. I think Stan's done a great job of marketing for it as well. well so. I don't agree with you about the quality. No, that's, that's not a surprise. Uh, I, I just but, don't uh, think there's any way we can know. Yeah. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I suppose I'm, there is no comparison. As that's I'm sure people are smarter than us, and I'm shocked it's not you. I thought you were the stats man, but would ball in play, points per game, drop ball, scrum resets? I don't know any of those stats, but they all felt pretty good. Yeah, but again, it's opposition that you're in. And that's why I suppose my point is is mute because I said we don't have a comparison to the other team. So until we know, until you do that, I agree with you. Until we do play the other teams, then we don't know whether the quality is low. But I just, maybe the comparison to previous years, I just felt like it wasn't as good. But you're right, I don't have the statistics in front of me. 
Yeah, the stats, man. Jim, I want to ask you, who's the Brumbies' best two players this year? Give me one forward, one back. I'll probably run with Valentini off the uh, off the get go. A close second to mine, and I know he's come off the bench, but earned a well earned start was the uh, the front row Lonigan. I was on him from his first cameo off the bench. I thought he was excellent. I think he's another guy whose work rate is huge. He's just not the biggest unit you'll see. Yeah, so that's a lot I think that's going to. I'm going to limit. He's going to, it's going to limit his progression um, because once you go to the international stage, it's it's big. But um, really impressed by him. Um, coming off the back, I'm probably going to go Ikatel. I think he came onto his own here. Ikatel was best progressed in my opinion, and um, I'm looking forward to him playing more and more, especially coming into the new comp starting on Saturday. Those are my two. Um, and bum of the Brumbies side. Tough to say in the Brumbies, I know. Bum of the Brums, bum of the Brums. Tough to say, tough to say, very tough to say. Can I go? Palau Fainga? No, mate, you scored 400 tries. <laughs> Fuck off, man. They're not real tries, mate. They fall over. <laughs> Fair enough. That it pisses me off how they hand that stat up like it's hard earned. It's not, mate. You throw it in and then you just... Road, everyone else's hard work. <laughs> Fair Couldn't enough. Couldn't even throw it in at the, at the end. Fair enough. I'm going to go forwards. I'm with you on Valentini. A sensational season, a barnstorming season. Good shout on Lonigan as a darky. I tend to agree with his size, limiting him, but it'll be interesting to see the kid's got a motor. In the back line, lots of him impressed me. Um, Banks, I think he's had his best season ever. Ikatao was killer. Right, came back from injury, brilliant. But, but for me, it's Simone. Um, he just gets better every season. He's the glue of that Brumby side. Um, that's my takeaways. So we're not repeating ourselves. Richard, my bum. Is... You didn't tell me who your bum was. Oh, my bum. Oh, my bum. Oh, it's got to be... a hard pick. You got to pick someone. It's got to be Scott CEO for me. Mate, did he really get a shot? Yeah, he just regressed so far. I don't know what happened either. Maybe he's burnt out. Dude's been in the system a long time. A long time. He's a sit in Japan or a year off or... Yeah, just get some cash, see something else, taste um, the greener pastures. Genuinely didn't look like an international front row on the weekend, the way he was tooled up. And I just, I don't know, hasn't hasn't impressed me that much. So we're not repeating ourselves. Richard, how about the Reds? Give me a forward, a back and a bum. Oh, jeez. Um, oh. Jeez, that's a, that's, a, that's a toughie one. I could start with the backs, first of all. Uh, a bum for the Reds. Who was the, the, uh, can I come back to you? Can I have time to think? Is that possible? He's or a not? stats man. He's a stats man. You're doing straight up, man. Straight up. Give me that's a hard, though. That's hard because you know what? They, they, all did, they all did pretty well, really, overall. Jock Campbell, that. mate. He's your bum. No, no, I don't think he is. Like, I think it, this is it. You're going to be like, no, nah, I disagree. But my gut says, Maybe not bum, but disappointment. Pattaya disappointed me a lot this 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 Super Rugby season. No, I'm with you. I think that's a good shout. I think that's a good shout. Um, he's to, just a winger. I don't think he's ever going to evolve into that 13 position. Yeah, I just want, by the next I, World Cup. I just wanted more. Like uh, we had such high hopes, um, and I don't know whether he gets into an, in a Wallaby team that's as a winger. Um, but this yeah, is what happened. He's clearly dynamic. He's clearly someone who can turn a game. But he would come in, turn the mo- have a moment where he turns the game, and then we wouldn't see him for a year. Mm. Then he'd come back, 
do something flashy, then he'd go away for another year. Yeah, Now absolutely. he's played a season. We know what he's about. One-on-one, a dangerous man, a clinical finisher in some regard, but a lot of errors in his game, which could be because he hasn't actually played that much rugby. And he's played in multiple positions potentially as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you, you boys are out of line, but that's the one point I'll agree with you on. Two points. One, he's been incredibly inconsistent. But two, the change of positions has just ruined him. Mm. He's had no opportunity to, to mould into anything. Um, the backs yeah. that, that, the backs that, that I, I was actually impressed with McDermott, probably a strange choice, probably a big. I liked him at, at nine for, uh, um, for the Reds this, this year. I think he did, he did well. Um, Pangaramosa still probably and doesn't impress me as a, as a hooker for Reds, probably. Um, but other than that, they all did really, really well. I can't, I can't really. Who's your star in the forward pack? Surely it's a no-brainer. I think there's a few actually in that, actually, uh, from there, to be honest with you. I'd be intrigued who you went with. I was impressed with all of the back row, let's be honest. Even Salakai Loda was a second row. So there's a few. Uh, Tupo, yes. I'm Wasn't assuming... into his dust-up, man. Settle down, man. Completely uncalled for. <laughs> um, I'm assuming you both went for Tupo for his scrummaging when he does legally his ball carrying around the park. So I'm assuming they, that was who you went for. No, no, not me. Not me. Early yeah, on in the season, disappointing with his minutes. Yeah. He played every minute, man. He was <laughs> Early there. on in the season, he didn't. Yeah, disappointing. Who did you go oh. for? Who was your... Because I, I genuinely, all of the back row, even Scott Young, like Mark Wilson, McWright, they've all played well in that back row. Yeah, Tupo's clearly one for me. And then any other team, it's Fraser McWright. He was sensational. Mm. He just happened to be behind Tupo in this setup. Mm. Um, so, no, I'm, my star of the forwards is obviously Tupo. Mm. Um, with a silver medal to McWright, who I thought was awesome all year and, and will genuinely be pushing Michael Hooper for the Wallaby jersey. Can I actually go back to the... Are we going to go back to the Brumbies? Or can I ask you, can I ask you a question about the Brumbies? In terms of bums, and I'm not saying he's the bum, but I, I would like to know your opinion on uh, Alessio. Has he stagnated? No, not at all. I think he had a, a little bit of second seasonitis, where you, you know, you, you hope. It, I think in your that, first year, you're a kid. Everyone excuses anything. Isn't um, that just another way of saying that he has stagnated? He stayed. No, the I don't same, think so. Man. I think what does he kick at about eighty-eight percent? I think he's barely had a bad game. Um, I think. I think. Honestly, I think he's carrying an injury. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, probably. I'll give you that. Yeah. Like he, the, he's on the bike at half time. His legs are incredibly strapped. Um, I think he's lost a yard of his acceleration. Um, I think they've just strapped up. I don't make this is pure speculation, um, but I. Get what the, we do, isn't it? <laughs> I get the feeling they've just taped up a wounded horse um, and got him to play a lot of minutes. Uh-huh. So. With that in mind, I don't think he has at all. Um, but of course, that is utter speculation. Absolutely. Zero real evidence to support such a theory. It is what we do, though. Sensational speculation. It is what we do. Um, well, just quickly, I mean, congratulations to the Reds. I want to get that out there. It, they deserved it. 3 0 against the Brumbies. Um, fuck it hurt, though. Leading every single game. Fuck it hurt. Um, quickly, the Kiwi comp. I mean, can I just ask you a question? Because the Reds have been behind every time and then come back, great. But going forward to the Kiwi Cup, which is maybe what you're alluding to, they can't surely afford to get behind by that many, do you think, and still come back and win? You know what my worry, and we'll get into the Trans-Tasman in a moment, I thought, but I, my worry is um, for the Reds, they're going to be clearly hungover, and so they should be. 
they're going to clearly have had a light training week. I know they're rest. Harry Wilson's out injured. They're resting Tupo. They're resting like half their team um, when the team was named. Vunavalu's out as well. And I get that, given what they've just been through. Um, my worry is that they're going to give away a couple of games and that will crush the confidence of Australian sides, in particular them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think I actually think you know Reds beating the Highlanders is not unreasonable. Best fifteen versus best fifteen. There's not a lot of All Blacks in that Highlander team. There is fucking Aaron Smith who is a god, um, but there's not that many All Blacks in that Highlander team. I think a fit Reds. I could be a deluded Aussie, but I genuinely think they could pit them, especially in Queensland. Um, but a a not fully strength Reds. I don't know if they can, and then I don't know if that just. You know, that mentality of we can't beat the Kiwis ekes, ekes into the side. That's my worry. Can I ask, uh, and I'm kind of not answering your question, because I agree with it being a worry, but do the Reds know what their best 15 is, do you think? Yeah, I've got problems with some of Thorne's selections. It's hard to argue with him when he wins. Um, but I think without Paisami, the centres offer nothing. Um, it turns but him I- Stewart into a bit of a shoveler. Um, and Fluke, yes, he had that one awesome line break. He's 19 years old. Good on him. But I just think you've got to play Patea in the centres. Why Dalgudu isn't playing is utterly beyond me. Why Jock Campbell, a form fullback, has moved to the wing and done nothing is beyond me. Um, and why Vinovalu isn't picked. We just paid all of this money for him. He's a freak. What's happening? And then you've got your captain on the bench. It's, it's all a bit strange. If they, if they weren't winning, mate, people would be burning the headquarters down, blowing up about those selections. But because they're winning, there feels to be method to the madness. They're building depth. you got to earn your jersey, yada, yada, yada. But I just feel like they're two losses away from people viewing that very differently and taking the question you asked much more seriously, Richard. What do you reckon, Jim? Yeah, look, I haven't been following. I haven't watched the Reds play in a while. Last three or four weeks, not across their team. I missed the Brumbies v Reds game leading into this, but from what I saw on the highlights, it wasn't chaotic in this one. But in terms of how they're going to go on the weekend against the Kiwi teams, look, I'm not expecting much. Um, coming up against the Crusaders after a, a beating like that from the Brumbies, it could be it could be spilt milk. Um, Funny part uh, for Canberra. But hold on, are we doing Trans-Tasman now? Just to, go back to, just to go back to Vunavalu, I can understand why he might not be playing because he did have a hamstring injury and was coming back from it, wasn't it? Yeah, so no, I think Ford's doing that thing where you don't just walk back in. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's created a situation where you don't necessarily know you're 15. And, and, he, and, he, and he punched a bouncer, didn't he? You've got to be frustrated if you hear him, though. Like, the Melbourne Storm are ripping and you're sitting on the bench. Like, it, it just naturally would be a frustrating or a difficult thing to stomach. I sort of hit you want to play footy scenario. You want to play footy. You want to play as much as you can. Here's shortened seasons. You're still not sure if you're going to play. Yeah, I, I was now. actually thinking, how do they keep their team, Queensland? Um, like Love of the soil. Love of the soil. That's how. Like if you're Jordan Patea, I'm not saying he's leaving the Reds, but I will create some speculation. And the Tars say, hey, you want 13? Parise has a freak, but you want 13? Well, now you've got the argument. Thorne, just all he has to do is run into that recruiting office and say, we're going back to back, you want in. As if you don't want in, man. 
Yeah, but what about selection though? What if what if you're Bataya and it's yeah, you're a center, you're a fullback, you're a wing, you're whatever suits, and another club says, What position you want? We'll yeah, but you, every week. Yeah, but you know, if his ultimate goal is to play for the Wallabies, which it should be, if he's playing in a successful team, there's a much greater chance for him being selected in that training squad and then eventually the team than if he's going backwards in a Waratah's team. I have no idea of his contract situation. He was just... No, playing. I know. I know. I'm using him as an example. But any player... But I just want... Yeah, I'm thinking... And, and if the Tars are asking the players, where do you want to play? Sweet, we'll play you there. No wonder they're fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they're shit. How good's Parise, though? We've missed um, a few weeks of podcasting. Mm. He was fucking brilliant, mate. He's Absolutely brilliant. How is the level of outside centre in Australia? Patea, Paisami... Ikatao, Kurandrani killed at the back end of that season for the force. And then you've got Parise carving it up. Can I just interject um, and say, and you two will disagree with me completely. I know what you're going to, I know you both love Paisami, but internationally, he's not big enough to be a 13. And no, I'm he's sorry, a genuine 12 and he's a gun, mate. And I don't think his, his passing, do you think his distribution and his playmaking is good enough to be Yeah, I genuinely do. I think this year, I don't, I think he plays 13 for the Wallabies because I think they'll want to O'Connor and Tamua. Uh, but I think moving forward, I'd like Paisami at 12, a genuine Ma Nonu style of player. Ma Nonu had size on him, mate. Yeah. Well, I don't reckon, mate. I reckon a bit. I don't reckon that much. He, he, it's a Lamapi vibe. I get a Lamapi vibe. Do the stats for me, Richard. Yeah, I'm, I'm right and you're wrong. He's very, he's not very big. He's, he's, and he's short. Is that the stats? Is that what they're yeah, coming out? The, that's, the, that's the stats, man. I've done my research. Yeah, we don't, we don't need we don't need feet and inches or kilograms or grams, no. It's it's it says there. If you go on to Paisami, there are no matches for your search. Oh, well, this is. Can I just say this is great podcasting? The fact that we can hear you typing. A, didn't spell a letter right. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nono. You know how big he was. Yeah, the answer is massive. That's, that's all it needs to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it significantly bigger. He's got 18 kilos on him. Fucking unit. How big was he? Yes. Um, Again, what all good podcasts have. Yeah, he's got 10 keyboards. centimeters on him too. Hunter's tiny, man. It is. Yeah, yeah he is. He should be playing halfback. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is aim up your big boys against him and it's just outline. Yeah, for days. Yeah. I just I disagree with all of that. You boys are entirely wrong. Idiots. But that's all right. I'm dealing with idiots. The French are coming, man. Are they, are they bringing their, their C team? The French are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Said no army ever because they wouldn't want to Oh, Shake it in me, boots. Honestly, since 1791, no one's been worried. Um, uh, did you watch the Crusaders play the Chiefs? This is Richie Moanga is a fucking talent, man. Just enjoy it while he's here. Yeah, I, I actually I wanted to make that point. Richie Moanga and Damian McKenzie, I have never seen two blokes. You could probably, Geordie Barrett's not far off and Artie Savia, but I've never seen those two in particular. <laughs> Never seen two blokes more dominant in Super Rugby ever. Oh, come on. So you're not going to include it in a prime, like even the bus or someone like that in the prime. No, no, no. Those, blokes carved, <laughs> yeah. those blokes carved pretty evenly from Super Rugby to international. 
Carlos Spencer, 2011. Yeah, good call. So I think you're late. I think it was much earlier than 2011. Much earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in um, South Africa at that point. Um, but, uh, yeah, Carlos Spencer for the Blues back in the day. But I'm talking about blokes that are superheroes at Super Rugby. Did you have Savar in your, in your extra two? I didn't hear you. Yeah, and, but, okay, then, but then don't share that level of dominance at the international level. I can't like for the, the like the the level of dominance they have as Super Rugby, Damien McKenzie and Richie Moana, and this is an all New Zealand conference. It's not like they're playing the Sunwolves. They look like they are on another planet. Do Why aren't they translated? I'm not saying they're bad international players. God, any country I, must have them. I, I buy the into the narrative around Damien McKenzie at international level. I, I buy that narrative, but you don't think Richie Moanga is growing into it as an international player and is dominating, starting to dominate at that level? I haven't seen it yet, eh? Not consistently. And I just don't know if it's just Bowden Barrett's had his jersey half the time. Mm. Well, yeah, look, COVID shut it all down. Um, Just blows my mind. No one's coming to New Zealand, though, aren't they? French aren't going there, are they? How do you feel, by the way, if you're Warren Gatlin last year, the Chiefs sucks, and then this year they did well without him? Yeah, I've got to confess, I was a terrible rugby fan with the Super Rugby uh, in New Zealand. Um, just having a kid, that time slot, I found really hard. I used to love it, um, but I found it you know, it's the, just the toughest time of the day. She oh. appreciate Richard. Yes. Um, it's been an excellent time slot. I haven't watched it much either, but it is, I mean, an excellent uh, comp. You know, look, the bits I've seen happen, but the, 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 I guess the two yarns that have, one that's confused me and one is like, oh, yeah is one, the Chiefs, how? They were just atrocious. Their points differential was like minus a billion, and then they just beat everyone to make the grand final. Not in the lead-up to the final. They just came in, got smashed, then went through them all, ripped them all. That's what I mean. Lost leading up to it. Yeah, it was yeah. just so it was just so crazy, their, their turnaround. I have no idea where that came from. Um, and it looked like, from the bits I saw, it was off the back of Damien McKenzie. I will I would have a caveat into that, that um, their points differential, because, you know, I love a stat, is still minus 43 after playing their eight games. That's what I'm saying. Like, where did they come from, the Chiefs? They were that bad the first half of the season. Oh, I, um, I didn't watch it close enough to know why they came good. Um, it, was, it was a fairy tale story. And then the other narrative I got was, yeah, of course, Crusaders won. That's what they do. How isn't that bloke the coach of the All Blacks yet either? And man, comps you got to win. Well, it's that shit. It's it's like proper through the family. You just the, the mafia employs people from the mafia. You got to get involved. Got to be the assistant coach for you, the coach. You got to be the consigliere. Yeah, you got to drive them around and wait outside the restaurant while they do business for a bit first. Just sit out there. Hanson's doing business. And then don't ask questions. <laughs> just get, get on it. it. <laughs> and you might get a gig but uh, there's um, an element of backyard footy to the crusaders game that i don't think the, the the all blacks play and i imagine it would be difficult going between the two systems for richie molina to come in and then take the high especially in opening test we're playing all the basics yeah. really well before we have this card to do whatever we want because carlos spencer struggled with it too when he left the system of here's the keys to the city bra now, now we're going to play structured. He just couldn't do it. Yeah, plus this level of, of impact or importance. Importance sounds probably the wrong choice of word, but if you leave, if Crusaders lose one game, it doesn't really matter, whereas if the All Blacks lose...
country would revolt, no? Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. Hmm. Um, um, but look, yeah, great. I'm looking forward to this comps. I'm a little nervous going into this weekend coming. I'm actually quite nervous. I don't know how you feel. I, I couldn't be more excited. I haven't been this excited for rugby in so long. I'm a little, I'm a little upset with some of the matchups. I would have loved the Reds and Brummies to be at home just to keep some momentum. Uh, and given that they didn't have a week off leading into this competition, um, I thought that would have been really, really cool. Um, but I am like a kid in a candy store waiting for this weekend of rugby. I'm surprised there isn't a week separating. Yeah, that's rough. That's pretty rough, I reckon. And and really I, I think it will really hurt. It'll be interesting to see who it does hurt, whether it's the Crusaders and the Reds because they're hungover or it's the no, Crusaders. Crusaders will be fine, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon be. they wouldn't have even had a celebration. They're just like, no, next comp, let's go. Oh, did we win, did we? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, let's win another one. And then, and then I guess the, you know, or is it the Brumbies um, and the Chiefs that really struggle to get up again after giving it everything, patching blokes up that are half injured to get through a final and just losing? Um, is that tough to back up from or is, or is that more ammunition? You, you just don't know how teams and the culture and the players and the coaches and the injuries bounce back from that. So the first week is going to genuinely be a lottery but the bookies um and i'm sure you've seen some of this stuff it's insane but the odds right so the odds of the reds beating the highlanders is four dollars 28 in a two-horse race reds just won the comp tars paying i'm sorry i'm interrupting but did you see that every new zealand team has got shorter odds to win the competition than any aussie team yeah well look richard i put a one dollar bet on the aussies to sweep this round if I win, how you're much do I get back? Well, you're not going to. Like $550 or something. $19,260. <laughs> that is the odds the Aussie teams are running at. Uh, hey, the Tars. Hey, the <laughs> Tell you what, if it gets up, boys. Mate, the Tars are in for a chance. They've had that much time off. They've fired up. They've been, haven't won a game this year. That's the one that might go. Who are they playing? They're paying $14, mate. They're paying Oh, in right. Sydney, no, no way. In a two-horse <laughs> race, in a two-horse race, they're paying fourteen dollars. Yeah, uh, put a put a te- put a fiver on that. That's good. yeah, yeah. I'm tempted to. I'll throw five on you for you, Richard. If I don't Thanks, get a grammy and coffee at work, all right, done deal. Um, yeah, look, the odds are astounding. Slap in the face to Australian rugby. Um, they really are a big fuck you to Super Rugby AU. But it's hard um, to argue at this point. It's hard to argue against. Yeah, look, look, the odds do seem crazy, but let's go through then. Reds versus Highlanders. Highlanders obviously had some time off to prepare. In New Zealand, Reds hung over, resting some players, but they just won the frigging Australian Conference. It's the resting of the players, man. I can't get behind that. Yeah, I would have done it if they'd rested one or two, but I can't get behind a rested team because I'm going to go Highlanders. Richard? Yeah, I'm going Highlanders. Yeah, you yeah, do realize we we've just shitted on all those odds, and now all of us are going to just on a big Kiwi team. Yeah, well, you give me your that? odds then. What's the points differential? Uh, Seventeen. Fucking hell, Jim. Nine. You're fucking cynics, mate. Reds get this done. Oh, fuck off. Blake's cashing in nineteen. Gee. How many? <laughs> how many how many uh, how many ports you have, mate? Just have interest. I tell you what, it's this um, 
I won't name drop in case someone, you know, one day wants to sponsor us. For our Maybe these people do. A year. But a winery up in uh, the Hunter. Lovely drop, this port. Buttery delicious. Goodness. Um, anyway, next one. Uh, Tars v. Canes in Sydney, SCG. Friday night. Oh, God, I'm excited about Friday night. That's red. Oh, God. Well, to note, Lamarpi's gone to Japan. He won't be playing. Is that right? All I'm going to say, Lamapi and Jordi Barra and a few others could probably still go to Japan and you're still back in the Canes. I'll tell you what, $14, but Tars, it's free money. I'm, I'm glad you put that $5 on for me. Thanks. Um, look, you, you, can't, you can't hit the Tars right now, can you? But they've had a lot of time to prepare for this. Did you guys see the, the team that name? They've kept Will Harrison on the bench. Yeah, I saw that. Went Donaldson. They also put Tizano on the bench, which I thought was a little bit interesting. Yeah, he did well for the for the Waratahs this year. He did yeah. well. I don't know. The, the, I think with Parise at 13, they're a different beast than they were the rest of the season, the Tars. Mm. Um, losing him in the first game to suspension really crawled their season. Um, they're certainly not $14 underdogs here. I really like Will Harris too. I really like him and the I know we're extrapolating, but I think he's got a lot of potential, that boy. Yeah, absolutely. They're not $14 underdogs, but they're probably not going to win either. No. Um, Crusaders, Brumbies. Brumbies paying $8.36 after a season where they were, what, lost four minutes for the whole season? Um, <laughs> but Crusaders or Brumbies, I mean, obviously, who's tipping against the Crusaders in Canterbury? Yep. I am. I have a separate bet on the Brumbies, so I am. And then they came out and said they're not going to disappoint. So there you go. You're gonna they're gonna get up for you. Not. I just thought, I don't know. I just thought as a dark horse, I mean, this is ridiculous odds, but I just thought as a dark horse the crusaders coming off a win, Brumbies might, I don't know. I wanna believe, you know. Yeah, I wanna too, but it's not gonna happen. Jim, what do you reckon? There's no way. Yeah, right. Uh, Rebels Blues in Melbourne. Rebels are going to have a, a real challenge here, having lost their coach. Is he in for the second half of this year? Oh, man, I think he's just, which is the worst thing you can do. If you've got a new coach step in, your old coach is just hanging out to help out. Is there anything more toxic? Not that Wessels is a bad dude. He's a fucking great man. But you've got to leave the building, mate. You can't go, I'm quitting, and then just hang around like a bad smell. See you, champ. Yeah. Yeah, in or you out. Yeah, I thought they should have kept him given the inconsistencies that they've had as a club. I thought he did pretty good things at the Force and pretty good things at the Rebels given the... Do you think uh, that, though? No, I do, because I just think the bloke had a pretty long, unfair injury list, his whole gig. Um, I really do. And then I also just think he's just so much player turnover. Hmm. The bloke was never able to build a team um, in the way Thorne has at the Reds or the Brumbies have. Um, the player turnover, the Rebels really are a team of mercenaries. Um, there's just been no consistency of squad, and we know how important that is in rugby. Um, and I, maybe you can blame him for that. Um, but I think maybe that's the result of a club that doesn't really have a home base. There's not a lot my of only, players. My only question, and this probably gives a bit more credence to your point of continuity or lack thereof it, I just feel like the Rebels have lacked an identity or lacked an evolution. Even if we think back to the Super Rugby, they played one way and there was no real development. Uh, I don't know whether that's down to lack of continuity of players, which, as I said, 
credits to your point or whether that's just a not him evolving as a coach. That was all. Yeah, I think I look, I think it's a player thing that season with Genninger and Quaid, they had fantastic attack. This year, the worst attack you've ever seen. Mm. Um, I tell you what though, I reckon the Rebels and the Force will be scruffy. I reckon mm. they're not beating a Kiwi team, but God they'll make it ugly. Uh, yeah, I agree I with those that. Those guys could defend. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, finally, Force Chiefs over in Perth. I reckon the Force are going to chance. I reckon they'll lose, but I think it'll be close. I reckon the Force are going to chance. I reckon they're an emerging beast in this competition because when you look at the Force's squad, just there's a lot of internationals in that team. Mm. Um, yeah, they're Dad's army now. This is, the, this is my dark horse. I'm going Force on this one, fellas. Mm. All right, Jimbo. Welcome to the fold, mate. Well, as you boys know, I've tipped all Aussie sweep. Um, now, realistically, the only real chance is probably the force and the... Well, that's probably it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah probably. Mm. Yeah, mean, it's it. Reds, reds. No. No. Yeah, I'm forcing... Right, look, that's tough, isn't it? Fuck. I can't wait, though. God, I hope we're wrong. God, I hope we're wrong. Um, yeah. But anyway, what can you say? Um, line squad, really quickly. What do you boys think? Look, I need a refresher, the men. From what I saw, it looked like they went with a, a lighter, more mobile pack than Lions traditionally go for. It looks like that might be a tactic against the giant South Africans. Yeah, look, the French are coming, mate. Let's not hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I just don't know, mate. It feels like the lines are in a bit of transition. Um, I don't know the players like quite like I used to. I saw and that. Gatland, Gat- he doesn't have the finger on the pulse. He was over here running a mark. He doesn't know what's going on over there. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim's, Jim's making me laugh on Zoom. I apologise. I saw that Kyle Sinclair interview. That got me too, but got me in the feels. He's drinking the same Kool-Aid as James O'Connor. That warrior nonsense. Save your warrior. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. My rig's slipping. I might have to join it. Yeah. You do. Remember when, I remember was buying, I was buying tea the other day, and I remember when James O'Connor used to always post about how he drinks tea to recover. Where's your tea now, man? <laughs> I reckon he's having champers this week and well-deserved. Richard, you've gone quiet. Any thoughts on the Lions squad? I think we've lost Richard. I think he's... Morning, the lack of poms in the team. Richard? He's genuinely gone. Genuinely gone. Came in here, shat on Australian rugby, he disappeared. So it was his segment. All right. Well, we might call it there then. Yeah, right. Anything else to add, Jim? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Wednesday night pod. If we could change it to Sunday. Yeah, look. Seems like an after pod chat. (laughs) It's probably not one for the for the listeners. Um, thank you so much for, for listening. We do genuinely, genuinely appreciate your patience. We know there's a million podcasts out there now for rugby, but none like this, you know? Yeah. None like and all way more consistent than we've been. Yeah, but, you know, fuck them. We've been at this shit five, six years, you know? Yeah. Um, and we've enjoyed every minute of it. And it's the interactions with punters that makes it worthwhile. So. Isn't it? It does. It is. It's cool, man. I love that shit. So keep doing what you're doing. We're sorry about not being as consistent as always. We certainly will be come international season. Bring on the Super Rugby AU. Congratulations, the Super Rugby. Congratulations, Super Rugby AU. Um, 
Richard has just written in text. Can you actually not hear me? <laughs> not a word, mate. We're not just paying cuts. Um, yeah. um, but you know what it is? You know what's like, like Mother's Day, Easter, Father's Day, long weekends, birthdays, Christmases. It's that shit that gets in the way of the podcast. You know what does? Weddings. Weddings. Weddings, mate. Tough. Tough. There's all these things. Mother's Day, that's hard. That gets a little harder every year, doesn't it? Yeah, look, I'm tr- I'm starting to come to an agreement with all the mothers. <laughs> is that right? Is it? You- I just I, I give my heads up. <laughs> you start the chat with, do we? Are we still doing that? <laughs> I'm sure you, your mother's a lucky lady, Jim. Um, well, thank you all. Oh, right, Richard's written something. He's he written- said Gatlin picked a good oh. squad. Sinclair and May should have been picked. Yeah, it sounds like Pommy chatting to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, got to go, man. All right, Huru. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you later. Huru. Huru.